I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. And what you want to do here is you want to time travel a little bit and just ask yourself, like, will my future self, will future Michelle in a week or a month or a year or 10 years, will future Michelle thank me for making this decision and setting this boundary? Or am I going to regret this? And the boundary, it isn't always going to feel comfortable. So I don't want you to confuse a good, healthy boundary with one that's necessarily easy or comfortable. Uh, especially when the boundaries we're setting are with other people. But the truth is that if it's done in love, we can create strong and powerful boundaries with the people in our lives and we don't have to hurt anyone. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home. And what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Back in the studio, aka my spare bedroom, for today's episode of the Motherhood Podcast. I am Michelle Grosser, I'm your motherhood coach, and I'm so glad you're here with us today. Today we are talking about a game changer, friends. We are talking about boundaries today. And we're talking about how we can create boundaries with love. I think boundaries are one of those things that we hear about it. And like, maybe we know of boundaries, but like how many of us actually have clear boundaries that we actually enforce? I think sometimes, you know, when we think about boundaries, we can kind of associate it, or at least this was me, right? Before I really started 
learning about boundaries, we think of it as like a fence or a gate or a wall to like keep things out, keep out the negativity, keep out the toxic comments, the toxic people and all those things. But boundaries are also really important to keep the good things in, right? So not only keeps those things out, but man, they're like kind of guardrails, I think, on the highway that they just set a boundary and then it keeps us safe. It keeps us on track. It keeps us on root. And then I think another association with boundaries we have too is sometimes, especially if we're coming from a place of people-pleasing patterns, I think we can see people who set really good, strong boundaries as someone who could be maybe a little bit difficult or dramatic or sensitive or kind of stiff, you know? And we think that boundaries mean really just a ton of restrictions and rules that take away our freedom. Um, maybe we think it's selfish or maybe we think, especially if we do struggle with that people pleasing, maybe we think it's even rude to set boundaries. Like it's going to push people away. Or how about this one? Like boundaries don't count when it comes to family. Like has that ever crossed your mind? And we might have learned poor boundaries if we were made to believe that we were responsible for other people's feelings. Now, maybe you saw your parents having a hard time saying no, having a hard time saying no and avoiding any sort of confrontation when you were growing up. Or maybe you saw them telling white lies, right? Instead of having and enforcing really healthy boundaries, they were just trying to weasel out of things. But ultimately, boundaries really create freedom. They really create freedom. And it can be tough, I think, to reframe these thoughts around boundaries and really find our voice. But friends, I am a walking, talking testimony that it can be done. And the truth with boundaries is that it really requires us to get super clear and super honest with ourselves about what's not working. That can be really hard, right? It's easy to point fingers or be like, that person is toxic or that person is draining or that person's like holding me down or holding me back. But what about us? Like, what about me? And that type of awareness can be really hard, really challenging to grapple with. And then second, you know, creating boundaries, it really requires us to be accountable, accountable to ourselves. It can be hard to get the clarity around what we need, but then to have the clarity and actually like follow through on creating the boundary and then enforcing it. Like, whoa, it's so easy, I think, to get sucked into the like, well, if I don't create a boundary, then I don't really have to hold myself accountable to enforce it. I don't really have to hold myself accountable to stand up for myself. But because you listen to this podcast, you're working towards becoming a person who holds herself accountable to who she says she is and what it is she says she desires. And it's, it's just important to recognize just like the point of boundaries is to do just that. It's just to hold ourselves accountable to who we say we are and what we say we want and what we say we need because the world's always tempting us. It's always tempting us with what's comfortable, what's easy. It's always tempting us with that lowest hanging fruit. And that it ultimately really does come from, I think, our traumas and our patterns and what our nervous system is used to. So it's really tempting to make a decision based on all of that past history when we don't have clear boundaries, right? It's really tempting to make a decision based on our patterns and the low-hanging fruit when we're dysregulated, right? When we're dysregulated, we want to choose what's easy. 
And as moms, I think we can find ourselves in a dysregulated state pretty often because most of us are usually operating in a really narrow window of tolerance because we're underslept and we're overcommitted or we're under-resourced or we're overextended or undernourished or over-requested, like all of these things. I mean, our phones are always dinging and our kids and our jobs and everyone just needs so much from us. So our nervous system, it really doesn't have much time to just be in a state of of being, right? Of resourcefulness or of regulation. So here's what clear boundaries and standards do look like. Uh, You still have the world and all the things that are going to tempt you in all the ways, but then you also have this vision of yourself that's just so clear that when you put these boundaries around that version of yourself, that best, highest version of yourself, um, it's a place where you can be like, here's who I am, right? This is who I'm becoming. This is what I stand for. This is what I choose to tolerate. This is what I decide to accept. And in order to protect that, I'm going to be aware of where my attention goes, right? I'm going to be aware of my behaviors. I'm going to be aware of my inner child's needs. I'm going to be aware of my bandwidth. Like when we're protecting these pieces of ourselves, we're actually creating a fence around that highest self, around that best self. We've all heard the saying that if we don't stand for anything, we're going to fall for everything, right? And it's ultimately what boundaries are doing. They're protecting what we stand for. So we really want to have this firm foundation that's aligned to who we are and what's important to us. And when we have boundaries, we are the ones who are dictating who we say we are, right? This is me. When we don't have these boundaries, then it's the world. It's the world coming in constantly and saying like, whatever, all the criticism, all the critique, all the noise and the voices we hear all day long, right? Like, hey, why'd you let your kid do that, right? What about this product? It's going to make you feel so much better about yourself. Or I don't agree with you on X, like whatever the noise is. So it's just so important to really create boundaries because being resourced in that sense, it matters. And as humans, we can just fall pretty quickly, right? Especially as moms, again, if we're tired, overwhelmed, overextended, all the things, we can fall quite easily to these lower impulses. So it's really important that we have boundaries that are created and in place to protect ourselves. Because the truth is that Boundaries, I mean, they can be not only one of the greatest forms of self-care we can give ourselves, but really one of the most loving things that we can do. And that's the key with boundaries, right? They've got to be done with love. Like they can coexist with love and with compassion. They're also a way, and this is, you know, not something we think of often, I think, but boundaries are also a way to actually make our relationships stronger. And the reason for that is because they're not allowing us to just be drained by those relationships. And I'm sure in saying all that, like all of us can bring to mind a relationship we have that's that's draining or that tends to be draining, right? Maybe it's that family member or that coworker or that friend who's always just like bringing you the drama and doing that dump Um, and having these people in our lives, it can feel inevitable. But when you're a person who has really strong, really healthy, really clear boundaries, you can be the type of person that like no matter how the world is showing up, no matter how these people in your life are showing up, no matter how things around you are going or what what drama is going on, like you can hold those boundaries and you can be okay. 
And when you're trying to decide on whether you need to set a boundary, it can always come back to this one question, I think. Does this choice reflect who I desire to be at my highest, right? at my best? Does this choice, the choice of the boundary, or the choice, the temptation to cross the boundary, does it reflect who I want to be at my best? And I want to share with you this framework to go through when you're faced with the temptation of whether to hold a boundary or not. And what you do is I want you guys to take a beat. B-E-A-T. So you're faced with a scenario, you're asking yourself, do I set a boundary here? Do I need a boundary here or not? And you take a beat. So the first thing is the B that stands for body. So you're going to want to make the choice to set the boundary first in your mind. So maybe there's someone in your life that you think you need to set a boundary around either the time you spend with them, the access you give them to yourself. Maybe you're going to set a boundary around the things that you're going to allow them to dump on you or share with you. Uh, Maybe you're going to set a boundary around their tone, um, how you allow them to speak to you. Whatever it is, you're going to make that choice to set the boundary in your mind. So mentally, you're going to say, all right, I'm going to set a boundary around how this person's allowed to speak to me. Um, or maybe it's a boundary around something else that's not interpersonal, right? Maybe it's a boundary around limiting your consumption of social media. So you set this boundary in your mind. And then what I want you to do on this B part for body is feel into your body. And how do you do that? You close your eyes and you just take a moment to check in. How does that decision feel in your body to set that boundary, right? Does, how does your body feel? Does it feel good? Does it feel aligned? Does it make you feel better or stronger? Does it feel like helpful? Or on the other side, does it feel really kind of achy and anxious and and fearful and maybe like constricting or restrictive and not in the good way that that calls you forward, right? Not in the, the fear that calls you forward, but the fear that's not the good fear, right? Does it feel regretful? And just checking in in that instant of how your body is responding to that boundary you set in your mind and just being in tune with your body's response. That's a really powerful way to check in with all of the wisdom that our bodies hold from the neck down. Because so often uh, we're not used to listening to our bodies, right? The wisdom of our bodies, but our bodies really do hold so much wisdom that we're not in uh, uh, accessing if we're not checking in. And then the E in beat is effect. So how does this decision affect your life and those you care about most? And this one's a game changer, I think, in and of itself, because the moment we tune in to how setting the boundary is going to affect us, our family, our kids, like you all, all of a sudden get this gut reaction about what's truly right and what's truly best, because ultimately that's what we all want for our family and our kids, right? And then third, the A and B is alignment. So you're going to ask yourself, like, is this aligned? Is this boundary aligned with the highest and best version of myself? Or is tolerating this behavior, not setting a boundary, being tempted by whatever it is, is that me falling into this old version of myself, right? Is this like a pattern from my past? Is this what my nervous system is used to because of my traumas or the things that I've experienced or I'm familiar with? Like, if I grew up in a house of chaos and drama, Uh, Is this more of that? Or is this a boundary that's going to pull me closer to this new self, like my highest 
self that I know that I have within me. So it's just checking to see, is this aligned with who I want to be? Or is this aligned with some old pattern that I'm trying to break? And then number four is the T and beat think. And what you want to do here is you want to time travel a little bit and just ask yourself, like, will my future self, will future Michelle in a week or a month or a year or 10 years, will future Michelle thank me for making this decision and setting this boundary? Or am I going to regret this? And the boundary, it isn't always going to feel comfortable. So I don't want you to confuse a good, healthy boundary with one that's necessarily easy or comfortable, uh, especially when the boundaries we're setting are with other people. But the truth is that if it's done in love, we can create strong and powerful boundaries with the people in our lives and we don't have to hurt anyone. And that's what I want to teach you how to do today. So I want to coach you through this four-step framework around how to set strong and healthy boundaries and how to do so with love. So step number one, you find yourself in a position where you need to set a boundary. The first thing you're really going to do before you even do anything else is you're just going to ground yourself in love. It's the first step. And it's really the foundation to any good, healthy boundary. It's the base upon which the boundary is going to be set, right? And enforced. It's just so important. And without this step, it's going to be really hard for you to set the boundary in love without coming from a place that's hurt or frustrated or triggered or what have you. So you, before you set any boundary, I just want you to get to a place where you're centered in love. So you're going to find that version of yourself that's not judgmental, that's not in the moment of frustration, just that rational place of calm, right? The place of compassion, the courage that's inside of you. And this is a place from which you want to be communicating any boundaries that you set. So what's a quick way to do this? I think the best way is to just center yourself in love by taking a few deep breaths. You can put your hand on your heart, close your eyes, and just take a few deep breaths to really regulate your nervous system. That's how you're going to access that rational place of calm and compassion and courage. Just in through your nose, out through your mouth, breathe in deeply and exhale completely, just giving yourself a moment to really connect to a place of love. And then what I want you to do is bring to mind the person that you want to set the boundary with. And you can think of maybe some good memories you have with that person. You can say a quick prayer for them. You can send them love. You can visualize hugging them. Um, it's just creating that loving mental space, that loving connection, and getting to a place where love is going to lead your communication in setting the boundary. And then just, again, like take note of how this feels in your body. Are you at a point where you're feeling compassion towards that person? Are you feeling connected to them? Are you feeling confident and courageous and setting the boundary because that's the place from which you want to make boundaries and then communicate the boundaries to the other person. And then the second thing you want to do before you have that conversation, setting the boundary is you want to get super clear on what the boundary actually is. Cause the more clear you are about your boundaries, the boundary that you want, right? The better it's going to be for everyone involved. If you're kind of wishy-washy, if you're going to give, mixed messages and kind of be all over the place and not sure and not firm and kind of have it be one of those like, listen, I'd really appreciate it. Or if you could try or, hey, maybe next time. Like, I think those types of wishy-washy boundaries can really leave everyone feeling frustrated uh, because when you're backed in love because of step one, you can trust. You can trust that whatever you say is going to come through with 
grace and compassion and love. So communicating with clarity in love, that's going to really allow the other person to truly understand what it is you're asking for, what it is you're going to allow and tolerate so that they can try to comply, right? They can try to honor that boundary. And then the third is one of the most challenging probably, uh, and probably people's greatest hesitation in setting boundaries. But number three is you're going to release the other person's response. I think one of the main reasons we avoid setting boundaries is because we just want to avoid upsetting someone else. Maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your sister, maybe it's even a close friend. Like, And we can just picture ourselves setting a boundary on the other person getting upset or sad or defensive or, you know, whatever it is, dropping into victim. And here's the thing, like energetically, the other person is going to sense your need for a boundary, whether you set it or not, right? If they're crossing a line, they're going to sense that that's happening, whether you set a boundary with them or not. So you're going to have people around you who are going to feel that disconnect if you don't actually go ahead and set the boundary. So either way, it's going to create issues regardless of whether you set the boundary or not. So you're really doing everyone a favor uh, by being clear and then letting go of their response and speaking up for your own needs and trusting that, again, when you express that boundary with love and with clarity, you're really doing both of you a favor. You can also release the outcome of what they're going to say, what they're going to feel, because I really want you to just trust that when you meet someone with boundaries from a place of love and from a place of clarity, it's going to come through with grace. You've got to trust that. And then fourth is just to be patient with the process. Be patient with the process, setting the boundary and then patience in the enforcement of it. Because the truth is is that we're all people, right? And whoever that person is that you're setting the boundary with, like they might override it sometimes and make some mistakes but you can really be patient in the process and make sure you're self-honoring, make sure you're speaking up for yourself and reinforcing the boundary when you need to and just allowing yourself to trust that when you set a boundary with love, it's going to be honored. And if not, you know, you set, you reset it, you set it again. And if it continues, the breaking of the boundary continues, then you'll have the strength and courage to do whatever's self-honoring in that moment. And maybe it's to walk away from the relationship because that's another boundary. Right? Loving boundaries you create are going to establish such a beautiful dynamic in your relationships. And um, I, it reminds me, I think back in episode 23, we spoke about attachment styles. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one, because I think also when you understand what your personal attachment style is, you're going to understand why you need boundaries and what kind of boundaries you need even more. Because all attachment styles need different boundaries. And the boundaries, they actually create opportunities for us to strengthen our relationships. So for our relationships to thrive in the areas where our attachment styles typically struggle, maybe you're an anxious attachment style or you have an avoidant attachment style. And maybe that would have had you running in a relationship or self-sabotaging those relationships. Instead, now you can really set a loving boundary around what it is that would have had you running. Um, and you can communicate it in love and with clarity and then just be patient through that process. And that can really transform your relationship. Before we 
And today, I want to do what we did last week. And I just want you all to take a pause and really notice, like, what's standing out for you most from today's episode. Like, what's really landing for you? Just take a beat now. Like, close your eyes if you're not driving. And ask yourself, like, what's really resonating about the importance of setting boundaries? And just let that revelation, let that new insight really settle in for you. You could ask yourself, like, what am I wanting to start practicing about this boundary setting framework today? Is there a boundary that you know that you need to set with someone? Is there a boundary that you know you need to set with yourself, maybe to protect your time, your energy, your productivity, your mindset, whatever it is. And just to do that intentionally, make that intention to start practicing that one area before you move on with your day today. And I really want to hear it. I want to hear what's landing for you guys. I want to hear what you start practicing and how it starts to have an impact on your life. You can send me a DM on Instagram at michellegrosser.coach or even better, you can take uh, post, take a minute, post your takeaway on our Facebook group. It's called the Motherhood Village. If you're not a member of that Facebook group yet, get in there, friend. Uh, my team and I are about to release a ton of new resources, new guides, new programs for moms just in that Facebook group. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure you go Facebook and just join. It's called the Motherhood Village. Uh, we're also going to be offering some discounted coaching packages for the holidays. Really steep discount for those of you who are interested maybe in getting a coach, but you're not really sure what it all entails, how it might be useful for you, whether you have the time, um, whether you're ready to make that type of investment. We're going to be heavily discounting some uh, packages just so you guys can try it out if that's something that interests you. So you also want to get in the Facebook group so you can be the first to get information on that. We're only going to open up a certain a limited number of spots. So just make sure you follow us on Instagram and join the Motherhood Village Facebook group so you don't miss the details on all of that. And I just want to leave you with the same bit of encouragement I always send. You are doing so much better than you think. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.